Kroger Seltzer. Kroger Seltzer. I'm doing a... (laughs) They're the new sponsor. Anchor hooked us up. (laughs) If you're near Kroger, pick up a Blackberry Citrus Seltzer. (laughs) Water that burns. (laughs) You ever wondered what Glade air freshener tastes like? (laughs) Kroger Seltzer water. Have you seen? I don't know if we talk about this or not. Have you seen caffeinated seltzer? No. It's new. So now, now they're all making caffeinated seltzer, and I'm like, the next step is they're like, we've added sugar and syrup, and they're just they've reverse engineered soda. Yeah. <laughs> in six months, we'll all be like, dude, you gotta try this seltzer that has syrup in it, and I'm like, what happened? Dr. Seltzer. At St. Bernard Academy, four outsiders are about to make all their wishes come true. With a vengeance. Magic. We can make things happen. You're a witch. Surprise. The craft. Girls, watch out for those weirdos. We are the weirdos, mister. talking about the masterworks of horror cinema were those nobodies i'm caleb i'm done and uh kendall uh still down with the sickness um still in the bathroom yeah <laughs> nope no answer all right well she's <laughs> housekeeping <laughs> housekeeping you shit bad um <laughs> Uh, it's just Doug and I, uh, second film of our pride month series. Once again, uh, mm-hmm. two, uh, you know, cisgendered heterosexual white men, uh, <laughs> breaking down pride month for you. Who better to talk about the film tonight? <laughs> We're the authority, right? Oh yeah. tonight even more so. Um, Doug, why don't you tell the fine folks what we're talking about tonight? Well, sir, we are talking about 1996's The Craft. Which a woman. Which a woman. Yes, The Craft. Um, so last week, uh, if you didn't hear, go back, check it out. Um we talked about 1988's original uh, Child's Play, mm-hmm. uh, written by uh, Don Mancini. Is that what we decided? Yes. Um, and uh, we are continuing tonight. Uh, Doug, why don't you give us some uh, give us some fat craft deets? I think that's a recipe. <laughs> I'm about to take a big craft. <laughs> This here film came out May 3rd, 1996. Directed by Mr. Andrew Fleming. Uh, written by Peter Filardi and Andrew Fleming. 
with a budget of fifteen million dollars and a return of fifty five point six million dollars. It's a pretty big hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking while I was watching this that um, I know that they're I know they're making another craft movie. It's like a sequel or something. Oh, dude, they came out last year. Did it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The craft legacy. Yeah, missed it. <laughs> came out last October. Must have been a good. I one. almost, almost, and I'm talking almost, red boxed it. I was gonna watch it, but I didn't. And that's another Doug's almost. <laughs> There's a lot of those. Um. Well, I remember the trailer. I didn't realize the film ever came out. Um. Well, I feel like a goose. Um. Well. Uh. So I was thinking about that movie, um, and there's um, a lot of... That's driving me crazy. Uh, what I was thinking about is, is this movie, $15 million for this movie, like, no, like nobody's spending that kind of money on this kind of movie in 2021. Like, this is a Blumhouse, three, four no, million, maybe, maybe. If that. All this stuff would go straight to the CW as a series. It would. Like, this isn't... Like, what's cool about it is they spend a lot of money, and there's a lot of really cool stuff, like, in the movie that I want to talk about, um, technically uh, speaking. But, yeah, this kind of story, they'd be like, oh, this would be a great Netflix original or Hulu, you know, direct-to-Hulu type thing or CW series, like you said. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, studios just were making weird shit in the 90s man they were just making they were spent 15 million dollars on a movie about some girls that learn witchcraft and they and it's a it's if kind it's of a got high teenagers in it too. it fucking sells man throw it out there dude this thing is a 90s time capsule too by the way holy shit <laughs> I, yeah. I was just like whoa this like, and clueless pretty much capsulate <laughs> the 90s dude. to me and I, um what's that fucking movie um uh, God damn it. What is that movie with Jennifer Love Hewitt and like Seth Green? And oh, Can't Hardly, uh, Wait. Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the trifecta right there. If you got, I should have made, um, I, I wrote down that I was going to do it and I just forgot. Um, I was going to make a 90s movie bingo card and just see how many of these things Ooh, hit. Yeah. Um, because there's a bunch of them. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I, what I, what I liked about that time is that a studio would just throw a big chunk of change in a movie like this. Um, but now everything's so knowing like, they'd make their money back and, yeah, man. and more. Everything's so niche now and like markets are so different. Um, oh yeah. They're just not studios just aren't, aren't, aren't making this movie anymore. So I'm glad that they did. Um, this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. Uh, and I liked it a lot. Um, it was good i was i was i had a feeling i, I love them i love this movie mm-hmm. but uh as i was rewatching, i was like i think caleb may hate this i loved it um good. I, yeah i loved it it was like it felt very proto uh scream um before scream comes out like it's not nearly as self-aware or you know referential but it's got a lot of those it's it's got a lot of those elements. Like you can see where like a studio is moving toward. Is it just because it has Keith Olger- Olger- in it? <laughs> yeah. 
Weird comparison to Scream. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not getting that. It's just. It's got. It's got some of the same cast. It takes place in a high <laughs> Nev school. Nev Campbell. Yeah, it does, and it's like the '90s music. Like I don't know, man. There's. It's just you could see where, you could see where there are these elements. Again, that that's '90s. Yeah. Movies. Yeah, they're all like just, that, and Scream's a product of that. You could just see sometimes these elements come together and they work. They came out the same year. Scream was just 96. months in between. Oh, wow. Yeah, months. No the wonder. Craft came first, which was Nev Campbell's first feature film. Really? And I didn't she know went that. On. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, she did Scream right after The Craft. She's good in it. Oh, Nev Campbell's amazing in this film. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. It's just got that... It just gave me that vibe. I, it's just, you know, it's... Uh, you, you can see the, like... 90s teen high school movie was the thing at the time like mm-hmm. this was the marvel of its day They're like we got our 30 year olds that are in high school in every movie that comes out every year um are they in catholic girls uniforms <laughs> bet your sweet ass they are yeah, yes um it it's uh it this this movie was a lot of fun and and there's some, you know, there's some like weird '90s stuff in it, but there's also like some surprisingly cool stuff in it, and I, I like where it, I like where it ends up. I don't know. I had a really fun time watching it for my first viewing, so I don't know how I missed this. I, I see all these. I saw all these. Movies I don't either. Tonight. It has a huge cult following. Like when it came out, yeah. it had very mixed reviews, but and I can see because it's kind of unstructured. A little bit, kind of, like it kind of floats away and comes back. Yeah, but I. I didn't mind it, but um, I'll say it has a massive cult following, especially within the LBGT community. That's why we're covering it. And Andrew Fleming, the director, is of that community. So if you're like, why does this have to do? What does this have to do with that community? There you go. Boom. Um, And who better to tell you than a straight (laughs) white man? Hey, that's our job. Uh, Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope everyone understands that's tongue in cheek. Um, yeah, if they uh, fans of the show joking. know. New listeners may not. They might be like, "Whoa, fuck these guys." Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, let's get into it. Like I said, um, you know, uh, this is my first time seeing it, so I was pretty. Uh, I was pretty. I mean, I understand that it, it's got a big following and people love it, and it's not it's not surprising why when you see the product it's a good it's a good movie so um all right so i'm on the record on this show many times for how much i geek out for the old studio title cards and columbia is a big one um anytime anytime i see it i just get i mean you know the the, you know i just think of a dozen movies it's just part of my it's ingrained in my childhood ghostbusters um yeah i mean that that yeah, the title card is in front of my all-time favorite movie, Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I know every time it very you, well. Every time you see it, you're just like, oh man, like you know, it's just I don't know. There, you it's knew that food. It is, and the, and especially in like the '80s and '90s, there were certain studios that were just putting out all the movies that I liked. And I've made this comparison before, but it's kind of like now as an adult, like when I see that Blumhouse logo or I see like that A24 logo, I'm just like, oh shit, yeah, this is this is my jam right now. These are the people putting out the stuff I like at the moment so um all right uh we get right into um 
we get right into the satanic rites and witchcraft, uh, just right at the beginning. Damn right. You know, this movie's not meant. It's called The Craft, and they're not building chairs, folks. They're summoning Satan or Menon. Yeah, and it, it ain't fucking shitty macaroni either. <laughs> no. He's <laughs> called The Craft, and it's just about making macaroni. That would be some shit I would do. Um, and by the way, if you didn't know what year it was, uh, the opening credits are going to let you know that it's 1996. Uh, as Our Lady Peace covers the Beatles. Um, yeah. <laughs> dude, it is fucking... I mean, I was... Like, it immediately put me in a time. Um, you know, and sometimes that can be good or bad, but I think after, I mean, how many years? 25 years? Um, oh, I think this is the 25th anniversary of this movie. I can't do math, so I'll take your word for I it. I think I'm right. Um, 10, 2006. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep, it is. Wow. Look at that. We did, we did that on purpose. Um, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, after a while, sometimes you put, sometimes you put like a hit song in a movie and it dates it really bad. So in like, you know, mm-hmm. 2001, 2006, maybe you're like, oh gosh, that, but now 25 years later, you're like, Switchfoot. Oh, <laughs> I don't think there's. I don't. Is think that a band? Yeah. Oh man, I got that right. <laughs> I don't think there's a statute of limitations on Switchfoot. That's a crime. That's a crime forever. Uh, I'm not watching any Switchfoot movies. Y'all can just go <laughs> straight to hell. What if like the the opening title credits of the new Ghostbusters movie? They're like, all right, Jason Reitman's like, now hang on, I used a Switchfoot song. Switchfoot no. did the Ghostbusters theme this time. Need some Footbusters. <laughs> switch footers <laughs> um so i was just thinking um it's tangent early um but <gasps> the i you know i found the i found the ghostbusters remake to be very enjoyable i know you did as well it's 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 a watchable film it's fun it it's is fun. Um, I'd say the biggest crime in that movie was the uh, Fallout Boy Ghostbusters theme. Oh yeah. I, I mean, oh, it is. It was awful. It's it's offensively bad, um, as is all Fallout Boy material. But you stay Not away. Not a good from- band. Mm, if yeah. they're your thing, have fun. More power to you. I it ain't it ain't mine. Mine either. I'm down. I'm more of an Our Lady Peace guy. I'm more of a switch foot fella. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see. Um, all right. So my notes, oh gosh, we watched this two weeks ago, so my notes don't make a lot of sense to me. Okay, so um <laughs> I do have a note here. Who is is Sarah the main girl? Yes. Yeah, okay. So Sarah's family, I, they, I guess they moved to this new town. Um, they moved from San Francisco to L.A. Yes. Uh, and they move into their new house, and this vagrant comes into the house. Um, mm-hmm. And first of all, he's a vagrant in their house, and he has a snake. And he approaches her yeah. with this snake, and he's like, I found this out back. Do you want it? <laughs> and then she freaks out and then he's like relax what's the matter with you it's just like yeah, you just, he's all like you need to calm down 
He just Take broke into my house with a snake. Um, great. Uh, gosh, I wish. See, I wish I remembered. Some of my notes were kind of vague. Um, I just wrote this soundtrack, bro. Um, so I guess it's whatever song is playing when they uh, arrive at school that day. Um, oh, here we go. Very um, like female rock driven. Like um, I don't know. I'm I'm blanking on who it was too, but it's very like Veruca Salt sounding. Yeah, uh, female driven rock going on. I have Heather Nova here. Maybe that was it. Um, oh, there's some letters to Cleo makes an appearance in this film. Uh, Jewel. Man, yeah, look up the look up the uh, soundtrack for for the craft and just send yourself back in time, brother or sister, or nondescript. Or they. Thank you. Um. All right. So. <laughs> um so we kind of we're kind of moving through the school and we're seeing like the girls um we're kind of being introduced uh, uh to our main characters and uh fucking uh, <laughs> Sarah's pulling a fucking joker I'm going to make this pencil disappear trick in the classroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um she's levitating this pencil and I think it's Nev Campbell is the one who like sees yeah. her doing it. Um, and her Nev, character's name is Bonnie. Bonnie, um, and uh, and then Bonnie lets uh, the other girls know. So the other girls in the coven are, um, is it Rochelle, Nancy, Rochelle, and Bonnie? Yeah, and Nancy is played by I can't ever pronounce her. Feruza Balk. Feruza Balk, which you know. She's been in fucking. She's been in everything. She just had that. She had that run in the nineties. It was just like, um, she's in this. Uh, she's in things to do in Denver when you're dead. Uh, she's in American History X, and she's in the yeah. Water Boy. Water Boy. Yeah. I mean, she was like. Don't forget Dorothy in uh, Return to Oz. Oh my gosh. Nightmare Fuel. Yes. If you guys haven't seen Return to Oz, <laughs> does, that, does that qualify as a horror movie? Because I think we could talk about it. <laughs> dude, the wheelers, those dudes that had uh, wheels for oh, hands, fuck, dude. alone are fucking frightening. Uh, Return to Oz commentary. We're putting it on the books. I think that's a good. I think that's a good. I, yeah, we said it here, folks. It's gonna happen yeah, someday. Yeah, that's it's gonna be a bonus episode. That'll be fucked up. <laughs> I haven't seen a movie in a long time. Terrified me as a child. Anyway, uh, Feruza Balk. I mean, she went on to be in a bunch of other stuff. But dude, that '90s run right there, especially the Water Boy. She's got the craziest eyes. That like she's an extremely unique look, which. Um, like really works for her, especially when she's in these crazy roles. She sells the fuck out of crazy, dude. I mean, these awesome. th- these three right here: Craft, American History X, Waterboy. Like she plays that. Like, I mean, I it's just she does something with her. I mean, she's already kind of like she's already just like you said, very unique looking, but like. Man, she does this thing with her eyes where you're just like, yeah, you're fucking nuts. Like, 
I believe yeah. it. Um, yeah. And you can see why she why she comes back for these types of roles. Um, and she's like our, you know, she's our big antagonist in this film, and she's great, man. Like she is just. Oh, she's so good in this movie, dude. She's her she, and Nev Campbell are fucking on fire in this fucking yeah, in this movie. They really are. Um, all right. So let me get back to my notes here. But um, so we meet all the girls. Uh, Nev Campbell is just like, yo, I saw this girl do the Joker pencil trick. I think she's a good fit for the crew. And then, um, dude, real quick, yeah. tangent up front. Sorry, I don't no, mean good. to make this into a tangent episode, but I just had a crazy idea. We do like, uh, we get in a time machine and we do a fucking a DC Elseworlds movie where like Feruza Balk plays a Joker. Mm. I'm, I'm. I'd into watch it. the fuck out of that. I'm into it. She's fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, she's crazy. I could dude. totally nailing that character see her doing that character yeah she well absolutely when i think about her in american not harley quinn no joker joker when i think about her in american history x she's she's fucking nuts in that movie dude like she's a nazi i believe it (laughs) um yeah like if you told me she was a nazi for real offset i would have been like yeah probably because she is hardcore in that movie like she is really selling it um yeah, I like that. She's a great Joker. Um, she's also got that big fucking smile. Like she's got like a lot of teeth. Yeah, and she's just—I don't know. Uh, she's she's very striking. She's very good. Uh, Not I, coming to that conclusion on looks alone. It's just her acting ability. No man, I think she could crush that role. Yeah, she could. Hell, give it to her now. Yeah, let's she's do not it. been in a lot of things lately, but yeah, why the fuck not? Come back, play a Joker. Why Come the fuck on. not? We've seen enough. Of I've seen enough interpretations of the Joker of like white dudes. Let's if Jared Leto can fuck it up, you can come and make Joker great again. <laughs> Please. Oh, Jared Leto. Mm. Um, all right. Morbius coming out, folks. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> so uh. I, can, I can wait forever. <laughs> and he's a real. <laughs> All right, man. Um, okay, so uh, Nev Campbell's making the case. You know, we could she could be our fourth, and uh, mm-hmm. they really need a fourth. Yeah, apparently, and um, and Nancy's all like, nah, and she's real fucking rude to her too, like very dismissive, like can't see it here, and yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, and then we meet Skeet Skeet Ulrich. Ulrich, Ulrich. Uh, I mean, so again, another '90s thing here is just clothes. That we are, meet skate. Yeah. <laughs> clothes that are gigantic on your body, like I, he had that fucking H two O. Not Ethan Hawke was his name. Josh Hartnett. Hartnett. I Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Yes. Um, had that giant. I mean, the dude's it, like 150 pounds, and he's he wearing like, a 4XL shirt. Looks like he weighs 300 pounds in this movie because he's he's got three shirts on. They're all four sizes too big. Look at this Tommy Hilfiger uh, circus tent I, <laughs> I, I got on. That was in man. I don't know. I I'll never understand yes. it. Um. All right. So um, and he's kind of like he's hitting on the new chick. 
he's like, hey, um, I'm Skeet. And she's like, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, you, you are wanna... a big Skeet. Yeah. <laughs> skeet, Mark. Um, and he's like, don't worry about them. Those three are... Uh, those three mean girls are witches. Uh, little did he know. Um, but then he's just like, do you want to come watch me practice football? Which is like clutch move guys. Um, dude, trying to pick up the ladies. Fucking, he was like, we got plenty, you got plans after school. She's like, no, why? He was like, I do football practice. Yeah. You, you can watch. <laughs> and she was all like, sounds fun. But then she goes, because it's the skeet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the skeet. Do you think they pitch him in Hollywood meetings? They're like, and guys, we got the skeet. What nope. happened to Skeet Ulrich? <laughs> Ulrich. I don't know how he pronounces it. No, he's not the drummer for Metallica. He's oh. It's Ulrich. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, I just want to see what he's up to. I want to see what Wasn't the fuck he in uh, some CW shows? Speaking of CW, I think it sounds like he's been on TV. Yeah, um, River. He's on Riverdale. Mm. He's got a main role on Riverdale. Um, good for him. He was on Law and Order LA. I mean, he was just like he was just so fucking hot here in the nineties, man. He's in. Oh yeah, he's in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I forgot. What? Yeah, he's in the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's like one of the, he's like one of the thugs. Is he, is he one of the kids? Yeah. Um, Him and Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Well, Sam Rockwell's got the, that all-time classic. Whatever you want to do, do it. Got any cigarettes? Regular? A menthol. I didn't know what the fuck menthol meant when I was a kid, but I was just like, whoa, <laughs> they got menthol. <laughs> <laughs> it means you're smoking cough drops. Yeah. Um, all right. So my guy's in Ninja Turtles. He's not in another movie until The Craft. So he's an uncredited role in Ninja Turtles. And then six years later, he's in this movie. Um, he's in Scream. He's in As Good As It Gets. I forgot about that. And then, boy, he just just doesn't just doesn't go his way. He was he was big. He was. So, you know, not to be in it. He must have been on some TV shit back in the day, too. Yeah, I mean, he made a bunch of stuff, but it's stuff you never heard of. Anyway. Skeet. Anywho. Anywho. Trip down Skeet Lane. Um, no. Yeah, so the witches, uh, the witches come out. They, they catch Sarah watching Skeet uh, play football. And by the way, his he can't have a character name. The man's name is Skeet. Like, he chose that. Um, <laughs> I can't believe that's his Christian name. Um, so, <laughs> he's Skeet. Forever. I've ran into a Skeet before. I've also ran into a Seeb. Seeb? S-E-E-B. Seeb. Interesting. Yes. Hmm, Seeb. All right. He so. meet all kinds of folks in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh... So they, they show up, they, uh, you know, they, they basically, they tell her like, Hey, that guy's an asshole. Um, and, uh, then they like distract him and he fucking, you know, does bad at football. <laughs> I don't know. 
falls over. And um, he didn't make football. No, he didn't. Uh, and then uh, Sarah leaves with the girls, and they uh, head out to Witches R Us, little witch store. Yeah. Um, pretty convenient. It is, and also, uh, Doug, you know I'm a fan of people saying the name of the movie, which they didn't, but. Uh, they do buy a she book. She throws that book down on the counter like, read this here. <laughs> they, they buy a book with the film title is the title of the book. And I was like, mm, you did it. You did it sneakily. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, then they leave and uh, Sarah gets separated from the group. And then uh, she ends up walking down the same street that Kevin does in Home Alone 2 somehow. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> with all the watch it, kid, <laughs> <laughs> with all the vagrants and prostitutes and and homeless people, uh, it was just <laughs> immediately um, thought of Home Alone too. And guess who's there? Spooky Snake Man. He he's done brought that snake oh. down to the Home oh, Alone Two street. <laughs> the man who found a snake. Um. And, uh, okay, now, he walks out into the street and through some sort mm-hmm. of witchcraft gets hit by a car. Doug, I watched him get hit by that car about ten times because... Oh, his head gets run over by that back wheel. I am trying to figure it out. I think it's early CG, but I think it's done so well that it looks really good. So, oh, you think so? I the under the car part I think is CG, because I don't know how else they filmed it. Um, but it it's dark enough, it's fast enough, it looks really good. Um, it looks know. real as hell, especially when they he they run over the fucking his head. Yes, I'm telling you, dude. I've watched. I pro, I rewound it, it real fast too. I rewound it. I went frame by frame. I'm like, how the fuck did they do this? It is such a good shot. It's one of my favorite shots in the movie. Um, and it's minimal and it's fast and it's brutal. I think it's I think it's early '90s CG, um, but I think they hit it really really well. Um, unlike new movies that use a lot of CG for no reason, that I think we're gonna have a discussion about this very evening. Um, yeah, <laughs> just. Heads up. I might conjure up some opinions about Avatar. <laughs> it's finally time to take my stance. Jim Cameron's magnum opus. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, uh, the, when the bum gets run over by the car, this is a great scene in the movie. It's a great shot. Go look it up on YouTube right now while you're listening because it's it's really cool looking. Um Make sure to put the craft. If you put bum run over by car, you probably see a bunch of shit you don't want to see. Yeah, no, there'd be a lot of Russian videos you don't want to see. Um, oh yeah. So uh, the girls are like freaking out because they're like, "We did that! Like we made that happen!" And they're pretty excited. And yeah, we willed this yes. into being. Yeah, we crafted that. Um, <gasps> and then they just started saying "craft" every other word, and I'm like, "Okay, now it's too much." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get it. We're masters of our craft. Oh, guys. Um, so, uh, we, uh, the next note I have is the history of Menon. 
Am I pronouncing that correctly? Manon. Manon. Spelled Manon. Manon. Yeah, but I know. It's pronounced <laughs> Manon. Um, that's a, that's a classic. It's funny because we have a friend named Manon. That's a classic. It's Manon is just uh, flexing. He's like, it's it's Manon. And we're all like, mm, it's Manon. Um, so Manon is Uber God. Yes. Uh, Nancy says that if God and the devil were playing football, Manon would be the stadium and the sun and everything. Um, so we get this kind of like, you know, Nancy's kind of, they're, they're like explaining witchcraft to Sarah and and how all their power is derived from this Manon entity um, who is mm-hmm. super devil plus God plus it's the force. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Um, it goes through us. It binds us. <laughs> through all living things. Super devil. <laughs> uh, the next note I have is rooftop beers with skeet. Sarah's still <laughs> Sarah's still got heat for the skeet, bud, and she can't she can't let it go. Um She wants the skeet. Um and and here's the thing about skeet Ulrich Ulrich wait, which I've fucked up again. It's Ulrich. Ulrich. Okay. I'm just calling him Skeet. Yeah. Here's the thing about Skeet. He had this I guess maybe he had this look about him or he just really played this pressury brute energy really well. I don't know, but in his two major nineties film roles, he's like, fuck me. He's brute supreme. Yeah. And the girl's like, actually I'm not ready to. And then he's like, you're a bitch. He's like, yeah, no, I said, yeah, <laughs> I'm skeet. Did you not get, not get the memo <laughs> skeet likes your feet let's go Mm-mm. Get, um, out, get out of here with that shit yeah he's he, he's just got that energy i don't know um big incel energy this guy's like not getting laid goes around tells everyone at school that they did have sex which is like bro like Here's the thing. This girl's into you, even though you're kind of a dick. Like, Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. He was just pissed that he didn't get what he want right uh, then and there. I know. See, that's the thing, fellas. Ladies aren't here uh, to be objects for you, you know, to, you know, you know, dump your seed in. Like, you know, if you're into a you're girl, maybe. In. Yeah, exactly. Don't be a skeet. Um, you know, if you're into a girl and she's not digging your vibe, you know, maybe, maybe try getting to know her. Or maybe, maybe fuck you guys, off. Yeah. Maybe you guys just aren't going to work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's coming from me, a white man. So stamp of <laughs> approval <laughs> in America, at least. Um, again, white and straight. We know what we're talking about. Yeah. Let me help you out with the ladies. I'm having a second child. I know what I'm doing. Um, Doug has three. So. I do. Yeah. And they are for sale. Hit me up. Carpenterrantspod at gmail.com. 
<laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's see. Ooh, uh, this is our first. Yeah, so basically Skeet's gone around, told everyone in the school, yeah, we had sex. And, uh, you know, she was and it super, sucked. Yeah, she was bad at it. But I wasn't because I'm the Skeet. Um, and oh, Brecken Meyer, if you if you're ticking off '90s, <laughs> playing the exact same character for he wasn't Clueless. <laughs> it's crazy to me. Like Brecken Meyer was in that Creep Show episode, and like he definitely looks older. But I'm just like, man, if he grew his hair long, like he could just still be doing this. Like, yep, yeah. Oh, such a tool. Um, in the film. And we also get 1996 Christine Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. And this is like, I mean, she's going to be huge after this, dude. You know. Was this before the Brady Bunch? I think it. Did Brady Bunch come out in 95 or was that in like 97? I think it is before. Let's 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 go down the Christine Taylor rabbit hole for a second. Because I, I really like her a lot. So. Um, One moment, folks. Brady Bunch, 95. The Craft and a very okay. Brady sequel, both '96. Man, they turned Brady around. Man, they cranked that sequel out that quick. I don't remember that coming out so fast. That first movie was a big hit, dude. Huge. It's um, funny too. It holds up. I watched it a couple of years ago. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I I really liked it. Um, when I was a kid, I I would probably I'd probably revisit that. Um, and then in '98, dude, she does Wedding Singer huge yeah. um and then she's in zoolander dodgeball i mean man she just goes i mean she's just been around ever since she's done a bunch of tv too um in that time she was in three episodes of friends an episode of seinfeld uh spin city i mean curb your enthusiasm rest of development i forgot she had a big role in Arrested development yeah man Christine holy Taylor. shit she did i forgot yeah. about that Sally Sitwell. Wow. Oh, yeah, man. She's, I mean, she's just been around ever since. I, I love Christine Taylor. I think she's really, I think she's really good and believable, but she's also like, she's also like slick, like really funny when she needs to be. She's usually playing like the straight character, mm-hmm. like the one all the crazy shit's happening to, but she can get weird, and I and I like that about her a lot. Um, man. Yeah, and she's great in this, although um, really racist, like fucking yikes. Oh, oh, yeah. She uses a slur I won't repeat. I've never heard before or since. A unique slur. <laughs> I mean. But fucking awful. Yeah. Like most slurs, and or all slurs, I should say. Yeah. Not most, all. <laughs> you know, there's some that are kind of cute, I guess, but. Uh, there's some that are just cute. <laughs> Um, I'm taking it back. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I won't repeat it because uh, I mean, it's, I don't think it's a word anyone's ever used before or after this, but I still don't feel right saying it. So I won't, um, but it's rough. No. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and so there's, so she's like really awful to Rochelle. Um, they're on the, like the diving team, which is like a thing. Yeah. Um, and they're just really awful to her because she's black. And, um, and you know, she's like this rich white 
stuck up like beautiful girl so you know you know the type Mm -hmm. um let's see uh and then so the next scene i have is like nev campbell's procedure and i didn't really know i don't remember them covering this before we learn a little bit later i guess that she's got these like she was in a uh car wreck okay when she was younger and has these terrible had got these like third degree burns and shit all over her body and she has this terrible scarring and all the scar tissue and shit. She's just disfigured. Yeah. It's, from like the neck down. Yeah. And she wears like, she wears a lot of layers. She wears like sleeves. a parka and it'd be like 90 degrees outside. And she's got that fucking, uh, just big ass jacket on and stuff. She's just very, uh, ashamed of her body. Hey, I used to do that too. I used to wear a hoodie in the summertime cause I was like, I'm fat and this will help. But it just made me sweat yep. profusely. Um, <laughs> did that fat guy special wore that flannel shirt all year round that was nine sizes too big for me but i felt comfortable in it still do it but i wear the appropriate size man <laughs> yeah i did the same thing Feel fat was, too. <laughs> stop it um i did the same thing i would wear giant clothes that were so heavy and i'm just pouring sweat all day and i'm like i'm now i'm not bringing attention to myself <laughs> <laughs> are you all right yeah i'm fine <laughs> oh man um don't right. look at me and then uh all right so the next scene i have is we're skipping school for some witching in the woods doug uh take a little we've all been there yeah take a little field trip out to i mean it looks like the same place where andy dufresne buried that box of money for red on the shawshank redemption but we're out in some sort of field um, I don't know where this is, but, um, oh, we get a, Southern uh, California. we get a mention of as above, so below. Y'all remember that one? It's in the archives. Archives. Yeah. We picked this on purpose. Yeah. Because of that. French mole boogans. Yeah. <laughs> Pap. You guys remember? Expert. No. Pap. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, let's see here. Yeah, so there's, um, they, so they, they cut their hands. They do some satanic rituals out here, which again, I've seen another movie this week about satanic rituals. Um, they do some satanic rituals. They put some blood in the cup. They all take turns drinking the blood. Put some blood in the cup. Put some <laughs> we'll mix your sauce with ours. And we'll make a good goulash, baby. <laughs> yeah, so they, they they put their blood in this cup and then they take turns drinking it, which not hygienic. I'm just going to say right now. Ew. Hey, Satan is there with them. He don't let anything bad happen to them girls. He cares. That's true. Um, Satan is our friend. Satan is our pal. Yeah, what is I've been it? Saying that forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, yeah. And then as they're drinking, they're um, they're like making their wish or like proclaiming like what they want from this satanic rite. I guess it's that it comes out as a wish, but it's like a curse. Yes. Um. Hang on. 
Um, yeah, so it, they, they make this sort of like wish, like I wish for, let's see if, um, I wrote down what they wanted. So basically, um, go ahead. Uh, Rochelle wants the racist people to fuck off. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bonnie wants all her scars to be healed. Sarah wants a love spell with, uh, oh, skeet. Skeet, yeah. And Nancy just wants... The power. Yeah, you don't know a lot about Nancy right now, but she wants like all the power. She says, "I want the power of Manon." She wants all power to control all things because every aspect of her life sucks. Yeah, she comes from a very abusive household. Her mom's an alcoholic. Her, her stepdad, or whatever the fuck he is, is he's the janitor. Uh, from they the don't flat club. out. Is he? Yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty positive. I'll. I'll. They don't come out and say it, but I think there may be a little, some you know weird stuff going on. Yeah, it's maybe not... a sleep creep or doing some stuff to Nancy. Yeah, it's not. Uh... It's not said outright, but he sucks. Yeah, he's a. He's and a just everyone old. hates her because she's different, and she's sick of it. Yeah, you you do learn that later on um, after they've performed this rite, um, and it's pretty it's pretty bad, pretty bad. And of course, uh, yeah, we mentioned that Sarah wants uh, a love potion uh, over Skeet, um, which and that's the first one we see. Um, yeah, hers works. And Skeet falls head over heels for Sarah. And like, yeah, he is he's uncredited, but that's Ray. The actor's name is John Capelos. God, he's been in so much shit. But I like I Breakfast Club is the first thing that comes to my I go through your lockers. You don't think I do, but I do. I read your notes. <laughs> I am the eyes and ears of this institution, my friends. <laughs> Um, not nearly as lovable in this film. Um, nope. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote a note in here. It says, I'm not calling him Skeet anymore. I'm calling him Scoot. <laughs> That's my man, Scoot. Uh, so Scoot is, uh, <laughs> he is now, I don't know. <laughs> it's in my notes. <laughs> Sometimes right. I just think of little things, I guess, that amuse myself. Um, so he's completely, like, under her control. Like, he he sees her, and he's like, he has to apologize. And then she's like, sit with me during chapel. And he's like, okay. And then his, you know, Breck and Meyer's like, hey. Take my books. Yeah. Take Bonnie's books. And he's just like, all right. Like, he's like he's a dog, you know, um, which all men mm -hmm. are. And, uh and even Brecken Meyer's like, hey, come sit with us. And he's like, nah, bro, can't. Nah, bro. And they're just like, you're sitting with a girl? Lame. You know, that's... It's Very those, uh, Simpsons bullies-like. It's like, these are the guys, and I and I remember guys like this when I was in school, where it's just like, oh, oh you're yeah. going to hang out with your fucking chick? That's pretty fucking lame. Although lame is not what they would call you for that. Um, but it's just like... <laughs> we yeah. can go back to those slurs I was talking about. Yeah, this is a really ironic thing to call someone who's hanging out with their girlfriend. But yeah. you know, 
these are these guys like they they can't get chicks and neither can like their main hunky guy like he can't get chicks either but what they can do is lie about it or when they do get chicks they fucking treat them like shit that's why they can't get women it's not because the women aren't interested or attracted to them it's because your reputation is that you're a fucking douchebag and so you know i I, just be respectful Uh, your life's gonna work out easier for you that's that's all i'm saying that's all we're asking just treat people like people like human beings and then you know you you might have better you'll go far i think so Mm -hmm. um all right Ooh, so the next note I have is the light as a feather, stiff as a board scene, which is really, really great. This is, yeah, one of the famous things from the, the, the film. Yeah, so if you're not aware of it, they, you know, it's a, a game where you put just the tips of your fingers, like under, the, like a one person lays flat on their back on the ground. And then the rest of the people put just the tips of their fingers like under the person's arm or leg or whatever and then you know they repeat you know light as a feather stiff as a board and then basically they should be able to like you're supposed to rise you're supposed to lift you up off the ground um and then they take their hands away and uh i think it was rochelle they did it to first and she's just floating like basically like it's not working basically what we're seeing is that the witches together like um their powers are really starting and they're all to together play. the power they have the power um you know as the more time they spend together doing this stuff the more the you know their powers are growing and they're they're coming into their own um as witches um you know she sleeps above the covers doug Four feet. Four feet above the covers. <laughs> That's exactly she what She barks. Talking. She drools. <laughs> Sorry, um, that was just me continuing. I love it. Um, all right. Um, so we get the best friends montage here, Doug, uh, which I love. It's like, we're witches and well, we're Well, we skipped out. over um, well, the, everyone's thing has worked, except for Nancy's. Oh, that's right. So, um... Christine. Bonnie comes in. Um, we're real quick on Bonnie. Um, before she wished for the uh, her scars to be gone, they sh- they show her in the hospital getting treatment, and the the doctors all like, "It's a new procedure. It's non invasive. It won't hurt a bit." And they're, and they're stabbing just... needles in her back, and she's screaming. Yes, you're right. Which it's was awful to watch. Super invasive. Campbell is screaming, and she can. She's a great screamer because of scream and such. Mm-hmm. You buy that she's in pain, big time. Uh, you also see Rochelle on the diving board, and Marsha Brady's throwing all her jabs at her, and then her hair starts fucking just falling out. And they're like, "What's going on? What did I do to deserve this?" And she's all like, looking at her like, mm, uh, "I think you know." And then she does like a super awesome dive. Yeah, and the coach is all like, "Wait a minute." Black girls can dive? What? <laughs> Say it ain't so. It's dumb. Dumb. This Very. is way after Friday 13th Part 2. Women are smart and they can dive. That Those go hand in hand. I hate that we have to say it both. It don't matter what color they are. Mm-mm. Jason didn't say this type of woman's smart. He said women are smart Jason now. didn't discriminate. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, all right. Well, yes, you're right. Christine Taylor's hair is like falling out, and her head's all like, like, got sores and shit all on it. It's nasty. She's got that mega psoriasis. Mm, mm. And yes, you're right. Nancy's spell hasn't worked, and she's resentful. Extremely so. Like uh, just a little bit at first, but it starts to grow. But yeah, so then we have our best friends, uh, witch montage. They're watching Bewitched, Doug. Oh, it's cute. That is cute, actually. I dug it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I said, uh oh, seems like Christine Taylor's in trouble. Her head is all left up. And then Neb's skin is all better. Like the doctor's like, I don't think this procedure worked. But then all that fucked up skin starts coming off of her like a fucking pork rind. It just peels off of her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a, um, pork rind. Yeah. Pork rind. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And then that's when that's when Nancy goes home and she's so upset because none of her shit's working. Like everybody's happy. She's miserable. Just, just to fucking punctuate how shitty it is at her house. She walks in and her mom and stepdad, whatever the fuck he is. Yeah. They're fighting, going back and forth, screaming. He's about to hit her. She storms off into her room. Nancy does. And just lays down and it's raining. And it just rains on her face. And she's just sitting there taking it. I know. Like, yeah. It's just, this, this, yeah. yeah. This is about right. This is my life. Um, yeah, and he's gross too. He's like grabbing her and like talking about her body and stuff. Ah, It's just sick. Yeah. Um, well, she gets him, uh, Doug, because she kills him with mind bullets. And that's how she. Best kind of bullets. Yeah. And that's how she learns that her, that her wishes. She gave him a heart attack with mind bullets. Yeah. And she started a fire. She did. Um, Nancy started the fire. (laughs) Um, and, uh, okay. So nitpicks, I don't have a ton. Mm -hmm. This movie's super fun. And this is, doesn't even bother me, um, because it moves the story along, but this piece of shit had $170,000 in life insurance. Yeah, that was pretty convenient. I'm like, he, dude. We don't know shit about him, all, except that he's a piece of shit. We don't know what he does, but they live in, like, not great conditions. It just seems strange to me that he would have so much money in life insurance, but I don't know how the life insurance racket worked in 1996. True. My dad sold insurance in the early 90s. I should show him just this scene. And then Give him a call him, right now. Yeah, let, let's get him on the... Let's get him... <laughs> um, this is Leland. Um, <laughs> it's not what he sounds like at all. <laughs> it's the worst. Have you tried Jesus? <laughs> mm, well, I, uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, she kills him with the mind bullets, burns the house down. They find out that he had $170,000 in life insurance. Maybe that was witchcraft, too. I have no idea. Possibly. Yeah. Is a real possible. She does have the uh, all the powers of Manon. She does Manon. Do 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 do. <laughs> um. Okay, so she buys this fancy apartment for her mom. First of all, she's super pumped that her wish came true. Also, so now she's not resentful anymore. 
Um, and just happy that something good is going for. Yeah, and this is the part of the movie where like everything's great. She buys a nice apartment for her and her mom. Um, the girls are hanging she out. Buys there. a new Mustang. That's right. They buy all these new fancy clothes. They're like it's like the Mean Girls scene in Mean Girls, where now Katie's dressing all fancy and, um, you know they're mm-hmm. like they're running the school now and they're turning heads and you know they're like they're hot shit. Um, and they're just using Bonnie magic. is all. She's very um. What's the word I'm looking for? She has a confidence back. And yeah, she, she's kind of she's kind of a completely different person she yeah. kind of sucks to be around yeah i mean she's they all conceited that's the word i was looking for Duh. Well, they conceded. all change a lot like mm-hmm. they've become so confident in in their power that they're like you know they're just kind of they're well shitty. that's the whole point i mean absolute power corrupts absolutely. absolutely yeah um okay so and they're just using magic for fun all the time now and um but um okay so this scene i don't like uh the cg hair bleaching is bad um 96 cg yeah it's just like man you could have cut away you could have done something just colorizing like they you know there there were ways to do this it's just is really funky looking so th- this doesn't work but yeah, um could have cut away and done a fucking wig or something something i mean come on um well, she changes her eye color too, and it and it was kind of bad. Yeah, yeah, but the hair was just really like that. I'm like, yeah, that looks painted. <laughs> remember? Yeah. They, remember, like, it did, in, didn't it? Remember, Ted Turner was like, "We're gonna colorize all these old movies," and uh, it just was just like someone get Crayola fucking uh, <laughs> markers and just go through. <laughs> so bad. Um. All right. Well. And then uh, Skeet shows up, and he's Doblin, by the way. He's pulling a Lloyd Dobler from Say Anything. He's hanging out outside the window um, of Sarah's house. <laughs> I tried calling you. No one answered. It's 3 a.m. Yeah. Um, and now this, I like the progression of this because it's kind of cute at first. Like, he's a puppy dog. And then you get to this where he's, like, showing up at her house unannounced, and it's still kind of like he's moved into like stalker territory, but it's still kind of like, Oh yeah, he's under her spell or whatever, but it progresses until the point that like, he's, we're kind of skipping ahead, but I'll jump back. It gets dark. It does. So what's happening is all their wishes are becoming curses. Like you said earlier, they have consequences. Yeah. So with Sarah, monkey's ball situation, definitely with Sarah and skeet, um, is it a monkey shine situation? That's what I want to know. Um, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, with Sarah and Skeet, like the love spell becomes so strong that he becomes aggressive. He tries to rape her at one point, like because he has yeah. to have her, Ugh. and like that's the downside of the of the spell that she's cast. Um, and for uh. And for uh, Rochelle, like her spell is just like, you know, now now Christine's hair is just all falling out, and her head's all fucked up, like, like her skin is like melting, yeah, from her fucking head. It's it, like it just kept going and going and yeah, going. Yeah, it, it's it not enough stop. that it, it's not enough that you like humiliated her or got some kind of revenge. Like it's it's pretty fucking brutal. 
Um, um, and, you know, we talked about Bonnie, but like hers, hers is the, the, just that like, I don't know that it like outwardly, her attitude. I don't know that outwardly did anything bad, but like she is just completely, um, she's uh, not, she, you can't shallow. be around her anymore. Yeah. She's just, yeah. yeah, she's just a terrible, like she's completely conceited and, and full of herself and just, yeah, you know, so just ruins like that pureness that she had about her in the beginning. Um, and then of course, um, and then of course you have, uh, Nancy, whose powers have progressed to the point of just like, you know, and she becomes fucking power hungry and and crazy, mm-hmm. and it just turns yeah. her into a psycho. Um, when Sarah goes back to the witch shop, she talks to that lady that works there, and that's where we learn Doug. Um, and I don't know if you knew this beforehand, but I knew um, that true magic is neither black nor white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just. Um, so then they, they head out to the beach, uh, invocation of the spirit is the spell that they mentioned earlier in the movie. And they're going to, they're going to try to do it out here on the beach. Uh, there's some, uh, there's some lightning, uh, all kinds of craziness goes on out there. Um, and then the next morning we see Nancy walking on water. Uh oh. Yeah. Um and uh and then we see just a beach full of like beached like dead sharks. Like Yeah. It's just killed. She's all like they're gifts for me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, everyone uh, the other girls are all like, Oh shit, what did did we kill all these animals? And Nancy's like like she's just fucking (laughs) Yeah, she she's like petting the dead shark. Pretty boy, pretty boy. Yeah. <laughs> Polly want a cracker? Um, and as it goes, those fucking crazy eyes get crazier and crazier, dude. Like, she's just like... Oh, yeah. Like, she's kind of like, you know, like we said, she's kind of like striking looking in the beginning of the film. You can tell like, ooh, she's kind of like, she's edgy. There's something going on with her. But like, as she settles into this like madness, like, I mean, she just, she, she does it really well. Um... Mm-hmm. Uh, the magic has gone bad uh, and we talked about the consequences um, uh, for all these spells um, and so I quit taking notes for a little bit here because I was really just into the third act of this movie but it's been a couple weeks so now I don't I don't remember most of it um, I do know that um Sarah is just like Sarah's the one that's like, hey, we gotta stop this, but like the other the other three girls basically Yeah, Sarah realizes that all these consequences have come about. She's like, All right, we've angered some something or someone. We need to fucking fix this and just go back to having everything normal like it was. But Nancy's not going back. And they're all like, Nah, dog, we don't uh <laughs> that's we, a line we about nah, that. dog. <laughs> there's yeah. no going back um yeah and the so nancy's like i'm not going back and the other two girls are like we're not going back like you know so now it's so now it's the three witches versus sarah um and this leads to uh 
a really great like final confrontation between Sarah and um, Nancy. Uh, this this whole sequence is great. The fucking fight. It's fucked up too because she tricks Sarah into thinking that she killed her parents. Yeah, I forgot about that. Just to weaken her mentally, so she can have the upper hand when they fight. They're fighting, or where are they fighting at? Was it at the school or at Sarah's house? Sarah's house. house. That's right. She has that big, weird castle freak looking house. (laughs) I mean, again, we talked about the budget and how the studio is not going to, like, this is like a full on, like, big studio fight sequence between two teenage witches. Like, this was full on. I mean, there was early CG, there were a lot of practical, there's a lot of stunt filming i'm sure there was a lot a bunch of uh things you know rigged up lots of set pieces moving like you know old school freddy krueger type shit you know where they got those rooms that move yes and you're like they're stationary all that kind of shit it's a great sequence dude i mean it's really like it's really good watch it if you've never seen it i'm sure you can see it on youtube um you should watch the whole movie but if you just want to see that scene um, i'm sure you can find it it is really really well done and again, something you're just not going to see again. Like, you'll see scenes like this, but they're going to be in $200 million action movies. Um, yeah, I mean, we see like sh- shit like this in the Avengers and stuff all the time. But yeah, or if Chris... This was, this was more more personal. Yes. You know, this wasn't on like a bigger scale. It was no, just... it was. It's just a good old-fashioned witch fight, Caleb. The, yeah, I when Hey, where did they go, brother? Um, Hell, I, that's, <laughs> I've been asking that. It's great, man. I mean, again, and I love that. I love small stakes. Like, everything now is so big. Like, every Mission Impossible movie, we got to save the world. Every Fast and the Furious movie, for some reason, we got to save the world. Um, every Avengers movie, obviously, the world's on the line. Like, I like when it's just like, look, we done summon the devil, and now we got to fight each other about it because I think it's wrong and you won't give up. You know what I mean? Like, there's, it's such small stakes. Um, and I miss that. I miss like small. I mean, it is, things. but it isn't because it's so it's so personal. Like yeah. Nancy does a bunch of fucked up shit and hurts a lot of people in in trying to get to Sarah. Yeah. But it is just between these two people and no one else. Yeah. Um, and obviously, um, and now you'll have to remind me how because I don't remember. But uh, Sarah wins this confrontation, but I don't remember. I don't remember what happened at the end of the fight. She tricks her. She tricks her into doubting her capabilities, and she just loses grip and loses her magic. Oh, really? That was all? Mm-hmm. The spell kind of goes away. Oh. Because I... Well, because the other two lost But we magic. also found out that Sarah has had the powers the whole time. Well, they talk about that... They talk about that in the beginning, like she was born with it or something. Um, yeah, because her mom was a witch. Yeah. And so, she she passed away when Sarah was born. So the other three, they've all learned it, but like Sarah has always kind of had it, and that's when we first meet her playing with a pencil. Like that's where we where we learned that. Um, and that's I think that's further explored with the lady who owns the witchcraft shop. Um, but um, yeah. yeah. So the other three, I think all three of the others lose their powers. Um, they do. And then what happens to Nancy? She goes crazy. She gets locked up she in gets a uh, cycle. That's right. That's right. Um, 
yeah, she's that's the last scene of the movie. Um, yeah, so she goes nuts. She gets locked up. Now, here's a scene I find very strange. Bonnie and Rochelle show up at Sarah's house. Like, I guess they're moving out of town now. They're leaving again. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, look. And that's where you find out her parents aren't dead. Yes. Nancy was just fucking with her. And they're just like, hey, sorry we did all that shit, but are we cool? Doug, how did they think <laughs> this is cool? You get, you got to remember that they're, their characters are children. That I guess so, but I mean, I would get in fights with my friends when I was a kid, but like it was always just like we'd like maybe maybe throw a punch. I mean, I don't know if I ever punched a real friend of mine. Maybe we'd fucking wrestle a little bit, but like get aggressive. But um, you know, I you know I never fucking tried to kill somebody or pretended to kill their family, and then after the fact was like, hey, my bad, bro. We cool. You cool. We cool. Yeah. We cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, they walk up and they're like, so you still have your powers? Because yeah, we don't. We don't. Um, and uh, she's, are we cool? Are we cool? Are we good? Are yeah, good? we're all good. And then we see that Sarah does have her powers. And they're stronger than ever, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Um, and then we see that uh, Nancy's Nancy's locked up. And that's and that's the crap. I think man. Sarah kind of like stole Nancy's. Ooh, maybe. Thunder. Or maybe like... You know, maybe maybe Nancy's power just came from that spell, and then like Sarah's true power is just like maybe that being just uh, felt that Sarah was natural and yeah. actually had the she got the touch. <laughs> she jumps inside of her. Yeah, she had the all spark the whole time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, that's the craft. Uh, what a great movie this was. I love this flick. It's yeah, I so can't good. believe I've never seen it. Elisa, too, was also surprised that I'd never seen it because she always liked it growing up. But, you know, I don't know. 96, I'm only 10. So I don't know that, like, I'm watching movies like this anyway. And then by the time I'm a teenager, I'm like, Whoa, what's that? Ooh, girls with magic? Dumb. Let me watch the Boondock Saints for the hundredth time. Um, so <laughs> I'm an edgy motherfucker, man. <laughs> there's a great, there's a great cutaway in an office. It's whatever episode Michael's nephew comes to work, and it's that uh, Peter Evans or Evan Peters, whatever that kid's name is. Um, yeah. he's Michael's nephew, and he's like, My name's Luke. I'm a fan of cinema. My favorite films are, uh, what was it? It was like Citizen Kane and the Boondock Saints. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Um. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I like I like this movie a lot. Again, I don't think it's a movie that we get on this scale ever again. Not a movie with this small stakes from a big studio. Like, you might get a Blumhouse or a Netflix series or you know something like like we said before. But uh, it just reminds me of a time where, you know, studios were just like, what, which, which fight? Let's go. Well, I don't know. Let's try it out. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Which fight? Let's do it. But you see how they sell it. They're just like, we'll set it in high school. We'll get all the high school Mm -hmm. people that, you know, and love. And it's like uh, clueless, but with Satan. Exactly. And they're just like, man, clueless was a big hit. What if we did that with witches? And, and and it works and it worked. Stop drilling. You struggle. (laughs) Um, you know, so it just, it, it, it makes me kind of 
it, I like watching movies like this, but also makes me kind of sad because I miss movies like this. Um, More dark teenage witch movies, please. Yeah, and like, but real ones, not not made for Netflix, not shitty look look like they're yeah because i tried watching the uh the nude sabrina the teenage witch on netflix and i couldn't get into it yeah i just you know i'm like let's let's do it up i mean i don't know i i i get it i know the world's all ip driven but i i miss just fucking original shit we gotta watch the sequel man i guess (laughs) it's Uh, i've heard nothing but bad things about it yeah well that's the craft. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Pun intended. Um, you guys should definitely check it out. And I'm glad we talked about it here. This was a good one. Mm-hmm. And the hits just keep on coming. Uh, usually, mm-hmm. yes, sir. Usually, how these series are structured is we come up with a theme, and then um, you know we pick movies that fit that theme, and then there will be like maybe two kind of well-known known ones but there's always like one really big one and then we save that for the nally save that for the nally for the finale oh, the nally for the nally yeah y'all know y'all know the nally um <laughs> uh, okay let's, we can use that one for the nally <laughs> well okay i thought we'd use it first but we're saving it for the nally <laughs> I belong to a certain secret organization. I don't believe I need to mention its name. Um, Nally. <laughs> Nally. Uh, yeah, so usually we save the biggest movie for the finale. This is a series where I almost every movie could have been the finale of this series. Yes. It's yes. It's stacked. Um, it's fun. So, Doug, tell them, tell them what we're doing uh, for our next Pride film uh, next week. Well, sir, we're going to go back to, uh, <coughs> sorry, hang on. We're going to go back to a little year called uh, 1987. Ooh, baby. And we're going to visit with a gentleman named uh, Clive Barker. Mm-hmm. Who made a little film that you may have heard of. Maybe. Called Hellraiser. What? <gasps> yeah. Another huge and, and no thinking, witch fights. No witch fights. If you're thinking, man, they didn't save Hellraiser for the end. What else is coming? It's good. What's coming for the Nally? Yeah. <laughs> Doug, you know I get postcards for this show every week, and they're like, "What's the Nally?" What's the Nally? <laughs> so many emails in our inbox that just say Nally question mark, and I say, "You gotta wait, bro. I'm not gonna tell you the Nally." Yeah, Hellraiser, <laughs> our third in the series. We got two more after that. It's a five-show series this month. New shirt, won't spill beans on the Nally. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, and bumper stickers. Behind all the 200 other shirts we got backlogged. <laughs> yeah, man, Hellraiser. Ooh, boy. Uh, this film is readily available. It's everywhere. You can watch it on Prime, I think. It's oh, definitely yeah. on Hulu. It's on Shudder. Shudder. There's a Joe Tubi. Bob. There's a Joe Bob Shudder. There's a Joe Bob Hellraiser. It was from... Um, the first season, I believe. It was or from, that first I think it was the marathon, marathon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Before they made it a series. So, yeah, man. Um, 
that I've seen that one before. It's really good. Um, so yeah, there's plenty of ways to check it out. Um, if you've never seen Hellraiser, now's the time. Maybe you were like, there's 10 of them. It's hard. Well, good luck. There's good news for you. You only need to watch one. Only watch the first, the first two. Just watch those. I haven't seen two. The in rest a long of them time, aren't good. But um, yeah, two is weird. But I like <laughs> two's it. weird. <laughs> They're all weird. Yeah. But uh, two is real fucking like, it's out there. I, I like I kinda, it. I kind of want to watch two again, but uh, that's where it ends. My, I don't have any. Yeah, desire. you don't need to go any further. Um, all right, well, next week, we're spending time with our man Clive, uh, talking about his masterwork, uh, Hellraiser. I'm really excited to talk about it. That's arguable. That, that's a toss up between Hellraiser and maybe Nightbreed. Mm. But, I mean, that's for Pete. That's for you, write us. Yeah. Nightbreed or Hellraiser? What's Stop asking me what the Nally is. You tell me something. We're talking about Hellraiser regardless. So, yeah. I mean, let us know. Carpenterraisepod at gmail.com. All right. Well, that's this was good. That's exciting. Um, Doug, I don't really have anything for the horn shoe, but I thought. This would this would be a good place to talk about a little film we watched this week because I don't think either of us are recommending it. This will be our horn, this will be our uh, <laughs> horseshoe. Yeah. Um, okay. It's 2021, and um, mm-hmm. you know we're coming out of the pandemic. Things are getting a little better. You know, movie theaters are showing movies again. Movies are starting to come out again. It's getting exciting. But what we have kind of left over from last year. Uh, was this deal Real quick uh, did you see the uh i forget it was some reputable 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 um newspaper that printed an article about uh amc theaters they're like amc theaters now back in business mm-hmm. will allow fully vaccinated uh customers to come in without a mask and then in parentheses after fully vaccinated in big bold print was or just liars to come back. It was like front page of some very, uh, like I'm going to say like the New York times or wall street journal or some shit like that. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, but I was like, yeah, I'm glad you said that because there are people buying forged fucking vax cards instead of getting a free vaccine. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, But anywho, Go on with the chlorophyll. Yeah, so what we have left over from last year, though, is this deal that WB made. You know, Warner Brothers owns HBO. Or they did. I think that mm-hmm. might have changed now. Or I don't, I don't know how it all works. Didn't someone just buy Warner Brothers? Yeah. Was it AT&T? Was it? Or something? I can't remember. Discovery? Discovery, maybe. Something weird. Something weird. Came out of nowhere. I know. Everything sucks. Everything's going to be owned by three companies. We're going to have three companies eventually. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, what the big deal they made last year was that um, several of the movies slated for this year and early next year would release same day theatrically on HBO Max. Only for like, what is it, like 30 or 45 days or something like that? 
every movie's been different. Some have been just a full month. Some have only been there for like a week or two and they're gone. Okay. Interesting. Well, um, and you know, people are worried that that's going to kill movie theaters, even though people are going to see movies, movie theaters, you know, are going to be okay. Um, but so far in my experience outside of, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. I don't think you have anything to worry about. These are not the movies um, <laughs> that are going to. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> glad they're coming yeah. to HBO because uh, if I would have wasted money on this, uh, I'd have been mad. Well, this was a big. But technically, one. I did pay for it because we yeah, paid for HBO. Pay for the subscription. Still. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this you was get a, so much more with that. Yeah, you do. This was a big one uh, for me. I was really looking forward to it. Um, you know, cautiously looking forward to it because there were some factors that I was not excited about, but it is the latest installment of the conjuring series, not the conjuring like universe, because there's a lot of those, but the actual, the conjuring, um, which we've talked about that original film on this show. It's a modern masterpiece. Um, I really is. I think it's the best movie. First one is super good. James Wan's ever made. I think, um, you know, I think it might be the best movie he ever makes. If he makes a movie better than that, I'll be surprised. And that's not to say he's not a good filmmaker. He's just, that movie, just, everything worked. Like, it's just, it's one of those things where everything comes together and you just get an awesome fucking timeless classic horror movie for, studio horror movie forever. Um, I love it. Yeah. I, I've been on record saying it'll be talked about like the exorcist fucking 30 years from now. Like it's going to be, it's going to linger forever. I think, um, a surprising entry for studio horror too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. And studio horror is usually cookie cutter bullshit. It's so good. And that's, I think it's a lot to do with James and he's just, and he's just so great. Um, I love The Conjuring too. I think it's a really solid follow up to that movie. It's a it's it's a good sequel. It's I mean, it's really not as good. good as the first one by any means, but it is it's very watchable. And it's I not, mean, but on that same level film. of of studio horror, excellent, out of the park. If the first mm-hmm. Conjuring didn't exist, this movie is like in a class on its own. It's really fucking good. It's a really strong follow up. Um, The Conjuring. First of all, the subtitle, The Devil Made Me Do It, is stupid. And is also the plot of all of these films. Yep. (laughs) Like, why this one specifically? And I don't know if you've seen the promos for it on the internet or on TV, but it ends with the movie voice going, The Conjuring. And then a whisper goes, The Devil Made Me Do It. And I fucking hate I it. Seen I or hate heard it. that. I hate it. It makes me so mad every time I see it. So I was already like, why didn't we just call this The Conjuring 3? I have no idea. Was Conjuring 2 just The Conjuring 2? The Conjuring 2. That's what it's called. But the devil made me do it. Um, just makes me furious. Um, but I'm, I'm in. James Wan's not directing. But I'm just like, that's up. That's that bums me out because he did the first two. This is like his baby. I really wished, you know. But he's off doing the Aquaman two or whatever the fuck he's doing. Um, 
a movie I'm not interested in at all. I've been way more interested in another Conjuring movie. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, whatever, that's fine. They'll hire somebody. I found out on this show, fucking, what was that, a month ago, that it was the guy who directed The Curse of La Llorna. Um, yeah. Not. That was a big flag right there because that movie is awful. Oh, dude. And I should have expected what I got out of this just from that. And I didn't see that movie, but I remember seeing the trailer and you were like, I tried watching it. It was awful. You said, what's dude, the name of this movie? Those Universe movies? I, I, I can't get into it. I've never seen any of the Annabelle's because I have zero interest. I saw The Nun and I hated it. And I tried watching the La La Runa or whatever the fuck it's yeah. called. I turned it off. It was so bad. Well, that one, they didn't even advertise as part of the universe. Like, you didn't know till the movie came out. They were never, like, with yeah. Annabelle, with The Nun, they're like, this is part of The Conjuring. Like, you know it, you love it. It's, they really sold it with, with La you Yorna. Love it. And by the way, the movie's called The Curse of La, La Yorna because there's a movie called La Yorna, which I've been told is very good. Um, yeah, I've heard good things about that one. Yeah, so... The Curse of La, the American film, The Curse of La Yorna, uh, I've heard is uh, Papu. And it looked bad. And I remember seeing the trailer with you, and you said, What's the name of this movie? Jump Scare the Movie? Well, that could have been applied to the film that we watched this weekend as well. Yes. Um, it is also the first Conjuring film, I think the first in the whole universe to be rated R. I could be wrong about that. I don't remember what The Nun was rated. But this is the first one. Are you serious? Was the first country not R? I think it's PG-13, bud. Oh, shit. I'm pretty positive. Um, Because, yeah, I'm pretty positive it is. I think this is the first R-rated entry in the whole universe. And and they achieved that by just really cranking up the gore. um, And not in, like like, a good way. It's just really generic um you know what i like about these movies and what i think works about these movies are um vera farmiga and patrick wilson as the warrens like they're the heart it was pg-13 sorry i was just double checking no you're all good i thought so um, the Warrens are the heart of this whole franchise. Um, yeah, they're really great. And that's why I like, that's why I like the conjuring Two, like the setup, the ghosts, not nearly as good. The family I'm not as nearly connected to, but I love Ed and Lorraine so much in that movie. And it really like my favorite scene in that movie is when Ed plays fucking, uh, guitar and he sings the Elvis song. Like, it's just, I just mm. love it. And those two love each other so much. And so, when I'm watching The Conjuring 3, well, I'm not going to use the subtitle, uh, when I'm watching The Conjuring 3, like, they're not doing anything wrong. I still love them so much, and I feel bad that they're in this movie. Like, they are doing the best they can with the dumbest thing. They're too good for this movie. Oh, dude. I, like, and they're and they're trying. Like, I mean, they are both, like, we're gonna we're making the we're this is what we're doing but you know it is completely and i'm not opposed to switching things up but it's a completely different style than the other two movies it's a like it is so now i'll say this this is the only film in this franchise 
where something gets conjured. So this is the only time the titles made sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'll give you that. Very true. <laughs> um, there was an actual conjuring in this movie. Um, You're really going to want that conjuring. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, it starts with the exorcism of like an eight-year-old, which is like, I mean, it's intense. But there's so much weird CG in it that it's like, that's what's yeah. kind of great about James Wan's Conjuring movies. Is he like? There's, there's no C- slow buildup. That's no. what you need in these yeah. movies. Right when the movie starts, they're like, "All right, here's the deep end. Hope you yep. can swim." Yeah, I mean they they throw you into this intense scene, but you know James always like really focuses on the practical effects and. You know, that doesn't happen in this movie, really. There's a lot of CG, um, you know, which is fine. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but it just it just really stuck out to me. Um, and then you get this whole, like, you know, you get this whole, like, I guess, exorcist reference where this teenage kid is like, leave him and take me. Um, Christ, all the fucking, like nods to other horror films there's a bunch i get it you've you've seen horror movies all right fuck off with this there's a bunch and they're not like i don't know man i usually like stuff like that but i think i was was, was so annoyed Uh, i usually get tickled to death but it's so in your face yeah i like subtle references and the movie is annoying That's, that's me but it's the movie is hyper annoying it's just really that's the other thing about the other two movies Doug, you know I don't believe in Satan. I don't believe in demons. I don't believe in ghosts. Um, but I'm into these movies because they present it in this way that's so realistic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they walk that line. This movie is just, like, goes hyper, like, super, the like, just, I, I don't know. It, it was so unbelievable. It's all the generic bullshit you've seen a million times. Yeah, it is. And... Every, like I said, every studio or just all those wannabe studios that uh, do the ripoffs of all the popular movies. Yeah. It's just that. And you know what I really didn't like is the movie, the story of the movie smacks of that satanic panic from the fucking 80s and 90s. That's exactly what they were doing because it, w- it took place in the 80s. Oh, did it? I didn't realize. Yeah. That's um, what they were Oh, it's 1981. For. Yeah. Yeah, it was very in your face with that shit. Yeah, man. I just was like, so this this teenage kid, he gets possessed. Now, dude, it, the scene with the guy where he lives with, he's like, hey, fix my stereo and then drink a beer and dance with me. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, that's. that's that was him attempting to be artful in this studio <sighs> horseshit. I like. I like the scene where I like the scene with the music where the the it goes black and like there's a red the red light shining through the window before he kills that guy. I like that scene. But it's like 5 seconds long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everything leading yeah. up to it was so fucking it's so corny where the other movies aren't corny. Like they're so serious. But you're just like, "Whoa, that's yeah. like they're so serious." But they don't this one is just fucking like they're still trying to be serious with the dumbest fucking story of all time. And it's so convoluted. The conjuring, this house ain't right. 
uh, The Conjuring 2. This house ain't right, mate. Um, and then The Conjuring 3, they're like, whoa, Boy. hang on. Demon's not enough. We need a satanic witch that summons a demon and aims it at people to use for what? Just because. Just because. She's bored. Yeah, just because. And then there's a plot twist where it's this priest's daughter. You meet the That you see coming a mile away. I know. He's got the fucking Satan stuff in his basement. Like... Oh, spoilers, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a huge... I mean, don't watch this movie, please. If you love The Conjuring, you're going to be upset. I've seen it getting a lot of love online. I've seen that, too. I guess it's those people that really loved fucking The Nun and shit. I like The Nun. This is... Couldn't get into it. This is... Even The Nun is, like, super slow and, like, you know, uh, 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 there's a lot of fucking... I don't know. This movie's just, like... Hey, here's this movie's a, a mess. This movie is not good. I was so upset. And Lorraine turns into like fucking Professor X. Oh my gosh! Yeah, her powers—that's the thing. Like her powers. Her powers in the other are movies, heightened. Her powers in the other subtle. movies are always like maybe yeah. It's like she gets feelings. She has dreams and like visions. But like, dude, she's like connecting. This one's full on. It's like fucking. She's psychic. She's having a. She's she's having a back and forth with this Satan witch. Yeah. It's like Professor X and the Shadow King. Yes. If y'all know that reference. Um, just full on fighting in their minds and stuff. And shit, the Satan witch is making shit happen in her part of the world and she's making shit happen in part. It's just like the what is this X-Men 2? What's going on? The big corpse that comes back to life is that like fat dude yeah it's fine like in the morgue okay it's a fine fat dude but when he shows up at the house I yeah was like, this didn't even make sense and then like ed's like i'll cast you out of i mean you took my two favorite characters and you made them fucking dorks made them ridiculous there's they're cartoons like yeah. they're so grounded and real, and again in a movie about stuff I don't believe in, but I I believe those people, and then you you broke them, you broke the Conjuring, you broke it. Yep, it's you, over. Don't you, make any more because this one it ruined up, dude. it. It's it was so disappointing. Like Elise was like, I don't even want to finish this, and I was like, I think there's like two minutes left. Let's just see what happens. How long was it? What was the running time? An on? hour fifty-two. It's the shortest Conjuring movie, I think. And it feels it felt like three fucking hours. It's it was it's, agonizing. It's so convoluted because the Warrens go on this fucking like Indiana Jones quest where they're just like, we got to find the Saintness and like track them down. And then they help cops solve cases just to prove that Lorraine is Professor X. There's a whole 20 minutes of the movie where they're just like, we got to. That could have been cut out. We got to solve this case to solve our case. I mean, and then they make you think that the mo- the trailer made me think that the movie was about them, like, proving that this kid was possessed on trial. That is, like, two minutes of the movie. And the rest of the movie is witch hunt. Yeah. Dude, I, all my 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 uh, alerts went off when I saw that first trailer for this. I was like, uh-oh, this don't look good. You said that, and I was like, it looks different, but I'm going in. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to give it a shot. Because I, I like, love Ed and Lorraine. This doesn't look like a Conjuring movie. It doesn't. It wasn't. It, it that's ain't. The th- <laughs> it doesn't. It wasn't. 
It ain't. Good night, everybody. Um, that's the thing about like even from one to two, like one is one is great, two is really good, but this doesn't even get to be in the conversation. Like this is so yeah, bad. Yeah, this one's it. It ruins the it to me. It ruins the Conjuring. Like you fucked it up, man. Yeah. Like this is part of the legacy. Like whether you like the spinoffs or not. Like people love Annabelle. People love the Nun. Whatever. Um, oh, and you see them. They make their presence known when they go into their trophy room. That nun pictures front row and center. Yeah. Annabelle, he turns, and Annabelle's right there. Hey, guys, you know, look, hey, this is all one thing. The Warrens are in the third Annabelle movie, and it's a better it's a better movie than this. And it's not a great movie. It's just, it's just, it's an okay movie. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's way better than this. It's not even close. Like, which is upsetting to me. Like to me, the con, like the the spinoffs, you can do whatever with, but like the flagship, The Conjuring, I think needs to be. It's a class. Those are classy movies, and this is not a. This is a. This is a, schlocky. This horse shit. I was so mad watching it. I was. Just I was. Like, this turned this off. Yeah, I was really upset. Like, not just because you know, anytime I watch a bad movie, I'm disappointed. But, like, because it's The Conjuring, and I have a really high bar for The Conjuring, and I'm just like, you you ruined it, man. Like, I don't know. It's not good. I, I, I'm really upset to come on here and say that. Like, I was ready to go to bat for this movie, and within five minutes, I was like, oh, no. And then I was like, well, maybe, okay, that mm-hmm. weird stuff's over. So now we're getting into the meat of the movie. But you don't for a long time, and it's just, it meanders and it's, I, I just, I'm upset to see Patrick Wilson sloppy. and Vera Farmiga. It's sloppy. It goes nowhere. It's just, it's upsetting. Yeah. And like I said, I, you know, they're doing what they can, but, oh gosh. I mean, you don't even have to talk about the scenes with the teenager in jail and they're doing that weird, those weird like fade cuts like over I mean, it's just so yeah. bad. It's and so many bad jump scares. So many bad jump scares. I saw them coming a mile away too. Yeah, I, it's I, like, I, like it never got. My wife falls for them every time, and I would say, "Something's about to happen. Something's about to jump. Something's about to happen. Something's about to jump." I was like, "Yeah, these movies are better than that," and they went down to that shitty level. And I'm mad at them for it. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, that's why you broke it. Like. This these were like prestige movies, and now what is it? Now it's just you know this wasn't like a you small turned it into one of the spinoffs. Yeah, this wasn't like a small budget movie with a big cult following. This was a big studio horror film that made a lot of money, and it was good. If we get a fourth one, hopefully it's years on down the road. Yeah, and it's it's actually good. So we should forget the third one. I don't think I don't think they make another Conjuring movie without James Wan. I think it would be, I think it would be not a great idea. And this franchise makes them a lot of money, so I could see them trying to like write that ship. But like you said, people some people are liking it. I read some positive reviews for it on Bloody Disgusting, where they were writing good things about it. Um, and if you enjoyed it, it's also. You, you said the thing. It's a franchise that makes a ton of money, so yeah. they're not worried about it being good anymore. Yeah, that's a problem. They just start cranking them out. That's the problem. What was the... Let me... 
I didn't do the normal research for this, but I want to see what the budget was for this one. As Run of the devil the or whatever. One. Yeah, so the original Conjuring, they spent $20 million on. That's a lot. Our cast, people. That's a big... We discussed We discussed the Conjuring. Conjuring 2, they doubled $40 million, Which a lot of that, hmm. you know what I didn't know? A lot of that went to this big practical demon that they built for that movie um like the valid i don't even remember that i've I've only seen uh the the second one once because it's not in it it's because at the at the last second they changed it to that nun but they built this huge practical demon puppet and it's amazing i'll find the picture and send it to you it's incredible um, but at the last minute, I don't know, maybe the studio, it's fucked up looking. So maybe the studio was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, this scary, is PG 13. Scary nun lady, actually. Um, which worked and got a spinoff. Um, and it's a creepy image. That lady's unsettling. But, um, yeah, so they double it. So now let me do The Conjuring. The devil made me do it. Which I, fucking, I hate the title so much. Same yeah. $39 million. Same budget as the second one. Crazy to me. Because it looks worse. There's a scene, and I was just... Where is that money even going to? I don't, all the CG, I guess. There's a scene, I was flabbergasted. I understand... You I guess it's paying Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Mm, probably. You got the little boy contorting his body all stupid because he's the devil. Okay, fine. You made that out of CG. <laughs> okay. I get it. There's a scene, I was blown away. Where Patrick Wilson is driving, so, you know, Vera Farmiga is, like, at the priest's house or whatever. There's a scene where Patrick Wilson is driving to get to her, and they show his car driving down a dark road. The the car is CG. They just didn't film a car driving. They just made it. And I'm like, why? The That whole, like, prison, the exterior of the prison, that's all CG. None of that was real. Um just a waste of money. Dude, Drone just, shot over a prison. Come the on. End. Drones are cheap. If, you, if you're like, we can't get a helicopter. We can get a fucking drone, bro. Um, So much of the movie is CG. Take it from us. Successful yeah. filmmaker. That's right. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, dude. I just... This was a bummer. I'm sad to report that it was a huge bummer. The, big letdown. I hated the, it. The characters aren't likable. That's the other thing. Then the other Not movies, at all. You got a likable family that you're trying to help. But you just have this yeah. kid who's like... You don't give a shit about any of these people. Because the, you don't build any time with them. Uh, nope. And they they recreate the tracking shot from the you're, first contract. You're with... Uh, sorry, real quick. Go you're, ahead. Um, you're with the guy that the teenage dude works for more than you are with the family you're supposed to give a shit about it's crazy like that was that the reason the first conjury movie is so great is all the elements but they spend so much time with that family and they Mm -hmm. cast that family so perfectly um and in this one it's like you know the movie is about the warrens which is fine but like if you're not in like I guess you're supposed to be invested in them the most this time, which I always am. But, you know, they need, you need that driving force of something else. And it just, this, I don't know, this did not work for me. There's also a super, super, it was maddening and so cheap 
every time um, Ed was on screen, he had an accident. And he takes heart medication. Oh so every time he did anything, you're like, oh, is he going to have a heart attack? Yeah. Like, fuck off with this cheap bullshit. It was so much. Dude. He always forgot his medication. And then at the end, Lorraine had it in her fucking okay. locket. Let me tell you. I and liked, she was ready locked and loaded with a heart pill. I liked when she had the heart pill. That was like the only part of the movie. If it I was built, if it was built up better, it would have meant something. I know. I, I'm just sentimental about those two. But yeah, so... But it doesn't mean anything because the movie's so bad. But that's like that's a moment that I would have liked in a better movie. Um, yeah, man, just a bummer. It's a bummer to like take a movie that's so good and just bring it down like this. Um, you know, I've seen. Yeah, it's awful. Don't don't waste your time. It's rough, dude. You see a great movie, and then you usually see a subpar sequels. It's you know there are a lot of good sequels out there, and and I think a lot of them are better these days because they're you know they're trying to make they're trying to make long. Franchises. Usually, the person who made the first one comes back, yeah. to do the sequel because they're invested. Everybody's like everybody's image now is like long form storytelling, so they want them to be good because yeah. they want you to keep coming back. Um, you know, but man, when you take something that's like as classy and and well done as The Conjuring, and then you make something as like schlocky and like trashy as this third one, like, and it's not even like fun trashy. It's dumb. It's silly. It's yeah. It's just it's idiotic. Yeah, it's it's convoluted, and it's confusing and it's boring. And it's not even I didn't find it convoluted. I just thought it it was well, stupid. It was convoluted in the sense that it's not just a demon. It's got to be this person who sums the demon. The story is convoluted yes. because they go back and forth to places yes. they don't even need to go to. Yeah, it's just there's so much like those look at the first two movies. They're super simple. They're super simple. And that's what works. Yeah. But they were just like, what if, if people forget that for some reason? I know. It's a bummer. I'm mostly bummed for the two stars of the movie. Now I'm sure they made a ton of money, so good for them. But like, I don't know. It's just I'm like they're better than this. This franchise is better than this. I don't know. This is a this is a coffin nail in this series for me. Yeah, I think they fucked it. Unless up. we get a fourth one way on down the line, I and it you, looks somewhat interesting, I'll give it a shot. I think you take some time off. Maybe James Wan comes back. He could maybe do another one, but I think they'll fucking reboot it or something. Or they'll just keep making spinoffs and and Ed and Lorraine will show up in like little five minute segments or something. I, I think you I'll just be like the conch. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. Bummer. Bummer. I, I think I think you said it, but I don't know. If it makes a bunch of money and it's getting good reviews, then they may make more conjuring movies like this. I haven't seen any critic reviews. I've just seen people post online no, about seen, how they I've, liked it. And I've stuff. read positive critics. You've read critics say this was good? Yeah, on Bloody Disgusting. Wow. Like, they reviewed it, and they got like four and a half skulls or whatever. Wow, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that's their prerogative. Yeah, it is. But I fucking thought it was stupid. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying people shouldn't enjoy it, but man, oh man, I can't... I don't know how you can when it's when it's The Conjuring. Like, this is not... The, this is terrible. If this was if this was the curse of La Yorna, I would be like, nah, I don't care, and I would never see it. Mm-hmm. But like, you made it a Conjuring movie, you got me excited, and then what I got was not a Conjuring movie at all. It was 
Although there was conjuring. Um, <laughs> this time there's conjuring. Yeah, this time we conjure. That's what they should have called it. That's um, that's really fucked up. They yeah. conjured something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's just it's it's not good. I'm sad that it's not good. I really wanted it to be, and I felt I felt let down and betrayed, and I wasted my time. Could have watched a good movie. Complete waste of time. I'm not gonna lose any sleep because it was bad, but it was disappointing. Yeah. Because uh. Even though uh, I saw that first trailer for it, and I was like, ah, ha, ha, ha. and uh, yeah, it, it was the right call. Surpassed my bad expectations. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it was going to be. I, you know, I, I was like, man, it's probably not going to be as good. But I'm just excited that we're getting it. And then I'm like, well, I wish they had kept it. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't spend money to go yeah. see it in the theater. Yeah, I'm dude. If I if I'd sat in the theater to watch this, like this would be a totally different conversation. I would be, you know, how I get when I go to a movie theater and I see something bad, <laughs> like yeah, it is makes me furious. But I watched it at home. I wasted a Friday night. Could have been worse, I guess. Yeah. Don't watch it. Yeah. Or watch it and tell us what you think. Carpenter Rants Pod at Gmail.com. Yeah, I'd be interested to know if you like it, why you like it. Um, but and I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong, but And do I, you hold the first country in high regard like we do? Yeah. I hold it in and if you want to hear regard. us talk about it, it's in the archives. Shaw Liz. Man, the the conjuring's great. This just makes me want to watch the conjuring. It's good. I love the conjuring. I want to watch the conjuring to get the taste out of my mouth from Maybe I'll watch The Conjuring 2. I haven't watched that in a while. You should Now you should watch The Conjuring 2, and you're going to be like, oh, man, this is a masterpiece compared to the fucking bullshit I just watched. It's on HBO Max, right? The I whole think, Conjuring series is yeah, on HBO Max. I think Max. the whole thing is, yeah. If I get a free minute, I may, I may give the second one another go. I've only seen it that once, and it, it wasn't bad. No, it'd be a nice palate cleanser for you, but this, is, this movie is upsetting. <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, yeah all right well that's enough of that let's that's that's the that's the first and last thing i'm ever gonna say about this movie i will put it on this episode i'll put it in my rear view i'm never gonna think about it again until kindle recommends oh my god she's gonna be like i saw the best (laughs) movie it's better than the first one um (laughs) kindle's all-time top five it's just um it's just Halloween 5 and The Conjuring 3 twice. And then I don't know what the fifth movie is. <laughs> Halloween 6. <laughs> 4. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, you got any uh, you got any rants recommends this week? You got you got something to end the show on positively? I sure don't. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched uh I watched something fun today. I watched the Bo Burnham special on Netflix, the new one. It's called Inside. And we just talked about him a few weeks ago and how I really enjoyed him. Didn't Kindle watch that? Is that why we talked about it? Did she? I don't remember. Or did it just come out? I think it just came out last week. Or was Bo Burnham in a movie? He was in He was in Promising Young Woman. And she's, that's what she recommended that too. Yes. Right. And I was okay. Yeah. I remember we talked about him for some reason. Yeah. We talked about him because I was like really blown away with him by as an actor because like his comedy never really like 
like I don't vibrate to that frequency, I guess. I like his comedy, but he can get annoying. Yeah, like I've I've definitely laughed at his stuff. Like I think he's clever, but I think he's I don't know what it was about him, but I was just bouncing off of him. But as an actor, I was like really impressed with him, especially in that movie. And then um, I saw people talking about his new special, and it got me interested because he wrote and filmed it by himself in his house all year last year um, during the pandemic. And I was just like, well, okay, I'll start it. I was like, I'll just start it and see. And I watched the whole thing, and it was so good. It's really good. Like, it's good. and you watch the progression like you know he writes all these songs and they're all hilarious and it starts out really like hey i'm making this thing in my house for a year isn't this funny and then as the thing goes it gets dark and like he gets and you watch him like go through these like emotional moments of being in his house Did for you a see year. a human devolve yeah it's really wild um and he wow. like puts his depression how long is it it's an hour and a half okay but he puts his depression just like on front street. Like you watch him go through it and it's pretty dark, but then it gets funny again. Um, and then at the end, it's really artistic. It's really like, you know, his brain is crazy, but I think he, I think he's so talented. Um, and the songs are really good and funny. Like some, he's got this whole one about like FaceTiming with his mom that is fucking amazing. Like it's, it's it's objectively hilarious um it's dude i loved it i really think everybody should check it out um it's a really cool way to spend 90 minutes but i mean i was smiling pretty much the whole time except for when it was like really upsetting um but he's just i don't know like the transitions and the way he filmed it and like all the fucking shit he had to do to make it happen it's really impressive what he did by himself and i think he might be a genius um it's like it's very good i i loved it it's funny and it's thoughtful cool yeah i'll have to so, check it out sometime bo burnham inside on netflix um i don't think i really watched anything else since not anything new since we've been away nope I think that's it I think that's all I got alright if I have something else it's not ringing my bell so I'll just stick with Bo Burnham this week cool alright well, that's, well yeah. if y'all want to hit us up it's carpenterrandspod at gmail.com or facebook instagram carpenterrandspodcast Search us, like us, love us, follow us, all that good shit. Mm-hmm. Tell a friend. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, mm-hmm. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all kinds of new shit thanks to Anchor, our new host. Yeah. And they automatically... We left Podbean because they suck. And and they're charging me. Podbean's been charging me for four years where Anchor's like, hey, you can just do all this shit for free, bro. And... um. They they pushed out that shit to every streaming platform automatically. Like I didn't have to do that with Podbean. Mm-hmm. I had to like go in and like do all that shit manually. Anchor just yeah. sent it and just is adding it to shit. So shit we never heard of it too. So yeah, I don't know. What are you listening to it on? Let us know. Carpenterspod at gmail dot com or our social media shit. Do it up. All we right, out there. 
excuse me, Pride Month rolls on. Next week, we're talking Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Uh, to fucking Frank. Frank. Uh, but uh, until then, thank you guys for listening. We very much appreciate it. Uh, we are the Nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. Keep on ranting. Thank you for listening to The Carpenter Rants. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean. And Spotify. TDR's great.